Thank you for joining us today. This is Clint Byers, lead pastor of Forward Church. I pray this message blesses and encourages you. I hope it inspires transformative grace in your heart and establishes you even deeper in your new covenant identity in Christ. Now take a deep breath, become aware of God's spirit within you, and enjoy the message. This message will be number six in my Nurture Spiritual God, or Spiritual Desires series. This will be the last one. Courtney's going to preach next week. Um, and I, I'm just thinking about this, you know, because we're all... Can I get my thoughts together? <laughs> because we're all trying to figure out... We know what the truth is, right? God's perspective is the only perspective that matters. And we're all seeking to follow him and believe him and establish into our lives his will for us and then collectively the will of God for the body of Christ to be in this earth. And and that's, that's really the bottom line. And the best way to do that is if you follow God. If you keep your heart open to him and you are in the word and you are... Paying attention, you're giving him your heart, you're, you're, you're allowing him to empower you to break out of that darkness, out of those temptations. You're understanding that your life will look like what you think about. So you might as well go ahead and think about God's truth, take his word, plant it within you because it will bear fruit. It's, that's the secret. That's the mystery of the kingdom. If you want your life to change, you start putting things in your mind and in your heart that God says about that area Believe it, and it will change that area of your life. There are seeds. There's a seed for everything that you need to change in your life, and that's how it works. But a lot of Christians just don't put the time into it, you know, the labor to enter into the rest aspect of it, to allow it to bear fruit. Because we have other people in our lives not doing their parts. We have government trying to fight against it, it seems like, you know, and, and, it, and, it, and you don't know what to believe. And so I, I, I want to voice a few things. And I'm sure you're having the same kinds of thoughts, but like, so the virus, right? You hear, well, it's not that deadly, and then there's millions of people dead, or however many there are now. And then you hear, well, it's weakening, and it's not going to mutate. And then you hear, well, it is mutating, and it's like, and, and then you hear nurses are sending in tests to test, and they're not touching anybody, and they're coming back positive. And it's like, well, what's going on there? Are they just that bad at really testing or is there an actual conspiracy to try to spread it? Is it in the test already? Is it just bad accounting? How many of you are hearing those kinds of stories? Yeah, we're all hearing them. Even I'm sure online people are too. And it's not like that stuff's not just made up. It's happening on some way. People are going and standing in line, getting tired of waiting, leaving, and then they get an email that they've tested positive and they were never even tested. What's going on? What in the world? And then you, if you go really deep down the rabbit hole, like I said during the worship part, you know, then you find out the Luciferian pedophilic blood drinkers are <laughs> trying to harvest adrenochrome and make, you know, run the planet. You kill me. You kill me. <laughs> but there are people that do that. Uh-huh, there is. Now, don't go Google adrenochrome because you'll get scared poopless. <laughs> But there are dark people out there. They're, the enemy is at work. And the way that he works is through people. And there are Luciferian people that think that the devil is actually the light bringer that, and has all these Marxist ways, you know, 
Alinsky rules for radical ways to dismantle society and the family unit to bring about their agenda. All that stuff's out there. It's all out there. And, and yeah, pay attention to it, but you know what? It will not prevail. It, it might cause some destruction in the temporary, but it won't. You know, So I want to nurture the spiritual aspect. I want to nurture spiritual truth. I want to nurture the victory that Jesus has already won. I know that he's done it for me. I know that those of us as believers will see our loved ones again because we have the promise of eternal life. And we have the seal of the Holy Spirit within us that guarantees that eternal life. And so we have that hope. But there's work to do in the meantime, and that is that we live within that salvation and we live within the power that comes with that salvation to be a voice in this earth to change things. Some Christians have the perspective that we're just going to all clamor in a hole and the devil's going to take over and then God's going to come rescue a weak, powerless, scared church. And there will be some Christians that are like that. But, man, I really feel like God is speaking Stand in your position. Stand in your authority. You know, take a life survey. Look around. What's really important? What is it that's producing fruit in your life that's godly? And sow into those things. Cut back the other stuff that doesn't make any sense and it's just a waste of time. Nurture those spiritual desires and, and experience transformation. Amen? And, I, and we're all feeling it. And I just want to give you permission to do it. Say that. Say, just do it. Just do it. I mean, seriously. That's God. Do it! You ever seen that video? <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's a good laugh, but uh, what's his name? Shia LaBeouf. It's going to be a great video. Huh? Oh, yeah. Court, I just gave Courtney some ammunition. Shia LaBeouf, you know. This is not a personal advocation of him, but he's got this video out there where he does a green screen and he's doing this motivational thing. It's, it's great. You, you laugh at it at first, and then halfway through, you're like, you feel like, man. Anyway. Yeah, that's where, that's where your uh, power poses can come in, right? We, we are so programmable. We are so open to suggestion. We don't know the power of turning our face to the Lord to be open and suggestible to Him. Because that's what His influence, that, that's, that's the only power that the enemy has is the power of suggestion in your life, and whether or not you're going to get on board with it and agree. Now, if you have trauma in your life or you have insecurities or failures, that's the frequency that the enemy will speak to you on, and because you already believe those things about yourself, you will hear another voice that seems to echo with your own voice because that's how you see yourself and you perpetuate those cycles. But you can turn your face to the Lord and allow Him to influence you and hold His Word in your heart, and it will change you. He's already changed you in spirit. So... We want to nurture spiritual. Let me real quick get through these, uh, this review and then where we're going today. I'm going, to get, I'm going to give you this. I'll just kind of give you a glimpse of this. This is a graph, uh, like an image. Now, I first saw this 
a version of this image in Bible school with uh, Impact Ministries, Jim Richards, and he talks about the heart all the time. Today, this is where we're going to end, and I'm going to follow up this week in the Facebook group with some things, maybe some exercises, but this will be posted out there. There's a series on my website that's got like 12 messages in it all around this particular idea. But so the idea is this, your spirit, soul, and body, and this is just an image. I'm not trying to say that you're segmented like this, but it's a visual representation to understand some things. You can either live in the realm of spirit where your heart is connected to the spirit of God, or you can live in the realm of the flesh where your brain is connected to the world. This is the idea that I want to leave you with today Then I'm going to backtrack and go through. So the realm of the flesh, carnal thinking, is taking in the five senses of the world. It goes into our soul and we have feelings and thoughts and we're rationalizing. And that's where if you, if you use logic only based on your five senses, you will think there's no hope. But if you learn how to think with your heart connected to the eternal aspect of God within you that you are one with, and learn how to let your heart and your spiritual senses be influenced by God, you will look at the world and say, yeah, I see that, but there's a greater truth. I don't understand how that greater truth is going to get out of me and into this situation, but I know that God promises it's in there and it's a seed, and if I hold on to it, it will grow and it will bear fruit. It bears fruit after its own kind. This is where you plant seed. This is where you meditate in the, in the area of your heart in the spiritual realm of your thinking. Amen? Amen. All right, so let's go back. Romans 8, 5, we started off this whole thing. For those who are according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the Spirit is life and peace. And so we start thinking, okay, well, how? How does my mindset on the Spirit become life and peace for me? That's the mystery, and the mystery is seed bearing fruit. And you hold it captivated in faith, in trust toward God, open to Him, being willing to believe something different than the circumstance, then it produces into life and peace. So you nurture spiritual desires by being spiritually minded. You have physical desires. You have the desire to have relationships, you have the desire to eat food, you have the desire to have children, and then a lot of your, you have to succeed and prosper in this earth. God created a planet for two people and said, go, enjoy, prosper, live in the abundance of what comes out of you connected to me, right? So those are all good desires, but then stuff happens and it gets perverted. And so then we you know, the sexual desire comes in and it gets perverted. And, and, but did you know that your sex drive is from God? It just is. But because of the way the world affects us and sin in general and where we let ourselves go, it gets perverted. And so we go into the things that we're seeing in this earth. But every desire that you have is God-given. It's just a matter of how are you going to cultivate it and nurture it and how are you going to let it be expressed so what you think and what you speak will produce life or, life or death. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You have life or peace, death, based on what's in your mind, where you're thinking. So we talked about praying in the Spirit, praying in an unknown language, using your spirit to pray. Use that gift, I'm telling you. I feel the desire to use it more lately. How many of you are feeling like, I just really want to pray in the Spirit more lately? Yeah, I would give in to that desire. That's a spiritual desire. Give in to it. 
We're so then continuing on, we are joint heirs with Jesus to be a blessing to all the nations of the earth. And that comes through the promise to Abraham. And I forgot to go over these passages last week, but these are the promises to Abraham that have to do with even you because you're in Christ. And he says, and I will make of you a great nation. Now, if you're looking, and Mike and I were talking about this last week, we are the seed. So Christ is the true seed of Abraham that God made the promise through. Christ is the culmination of the promise from God through Abraham to be a blessing to the nations. It's Christ that's the blessings. Not to seeds, in other words, his bloodline, the nation of Israel, even though they have a part to play. And I'm not trying to preach replacement theology. I'm preaching Christian theology. I'm preaching Christ theology. It's all about him, right? So... I will make so he's not talking about a landmass and a blood, a heritage based on DNA. It's a spiritual nation. It's us. It's the kings and priests of the kingdom of God. All right. So and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing to all nations. And then he says this: your offspring, and that's where we went through Galatians three. The offspring that God is talking about is the offspring through the lineage of Abraham, culminated in Christ, and then the spiritual offspring, the true sons of Abraham, true children of Abraham, by those who trust Christ by grace through faith. Are you with me? Am I talking too fast? Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth. You are dust of the earth. And you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and the north and the south, and in you your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. The body of Christ carries the capacity to be a blessing to all the families of the earth. Amen. Let's be about it, yes. like now. Amen? Yes. Now, I don't, I don't know exactly how to do all that, but we, we know that that's you. I mean, that is you. You are the dust of Jesus in this earth to be a blessing to the families of this earth, starting with your family. Amen. And I'm not just trying to make you feel good about yourself. I want to remind you in that spirit realm where your heart's connected to the Lord of who you are so that you will live from that. Like if we can reprogram our thinking in those deep parts in our inner man so that we believe that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and then we come up against a lie or a temptation, there's something within there that pulls us back. No, 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 no. This is not who I am. I see that. I believe it. I really want that. I know it's destructive for me. I'm going to turn my heart back to the Lord and allow him to influence me. And it's more important now than ever because there's a collective need for that, right? Amen. So God's Spirit is in us to be a blessing to all the families of the earth. Now, this is where we come, kind of the new stuff. How do you connect with and become empowered by God's Spirit? Like, I think that's a legitimate question. How do I yield to that healing authority that is within me? How do I yield to the authority that God has placed within me to bring whatever it is that God is leading me to bring into the nations and into the earth and into my family, right? I mean, because we have that power. Jesus walked around, and then with the 12 and then the 70, he said, I give you the power. Now, the power is wrapped up in the Spirit, and if you've got the Spirit, you've got all the power. You might be called to function in certain gifts more so than one or the other, but everybody's got the same spirit. So how? And 
I, I, I can't give you a seven-point how. I can paint a picture. This is the picture that I saw for this week. It's a beautiful passage, Ecclesiastes 3.11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Just kind of think about that for a minute. Some translations say heaven in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Well, I'm glad you said that because under the new covenant, we have this. It is written, this is 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 10. It's written, no eye has seen, nor ears heard, nor heart has imagined what God has prepared for those who lie. I think that's echoing what was said in Ecclesiastes there. But, say but, but. God has revealed it to us by the Spirit. How many of you have heard that passage? Well, you know, we're just eye seen, hasn't heard, we doesn't enter it into the heart of man. We just, we just can't know. God works in mysterious ways. Well, you're an old covenant believer because under the new covenant, the Spirit is revealing to you everything that is in the mind of Christ. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Let's pay attention to His Spirit. He's pretty smart, and He will lead us and guide us into all truth. And it's in the little things. It's in the little things first. It's in those tiny little desires, those little shifts and changes that you have. So you can either give in to those physical carnal desires, or you can give in to those spiritual desires. And I think it's time for the body of Christ to make that shift, you know. It's like, no, I'm... I am going to resist the external way of trying to fight my way through this life and allow the Spirit of God to shape me and mold me and influence me. Amen. No one can tell you how to do that. You know that it's true. You know that the Word of God will change you. You know that the Spirit is in there and can empower you above everything that you struggle with. But how? That's the Spirit's job. Will you let Him do that for you? Because He will. And he really already has. Like there's not anything that you don't know that God wants you to know because he's given you his spirit in full. It's all in there. It's just a matter of accessing. And I think we dull our senses when we don't make a habit of turning our heart toward him. Just back to this idea. He has made everything beautiful in its time. It's paradoxical because this is past tense. And there's some bad stuff going on back then and to come, but has made everything beautiful. It's a spiritual, eternal perspective that we're talking about here. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Well, I thought when I thought about the human heart, these were the things that we were supposed to think. Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind even to give Every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of the... And then this one. So, so that's what we hear, right? Well, don't trust your heart. It's deceitful and wicked. You old deceitful and wicked thing. <laughs> Thank God for this. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you. What, it, what, would, what might... So this is Ezekiel 36. This is a prophecy of the coming Messiah and a new covenant. And he says, I will sprinkle clean water on you. What might that clean water be? Holy Spirit, what else? The Word, right, because that's what he says. You're made clean to the Word, right? 
truth. The word is the truth. So that's what it's, you know, when we read these kinds of things, look for the fulfillment in the new. He has sprinkled. Jesus said, I have made you clean through my word. Now, his word is himself alive. And that's what we've been talking about is you, you, sh you need to give the written word a chance to become the living word in your heart because then it will change you. It will nourish you. It will feed you. It will teach you. Amen? So let's just read this. And then the only le slide left is the heart one. So uh, then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. Say, I am clean. Why can you say that? Because of Christ. Because it's done. Christ has done it. You are complete in Him. I don't feel complete. Well, you're going to go by your feelings? Facts don't care about feelings. Fact is, you are clean. You are holy and you are perfect and you are righteous. That aspect of you that's connected with the Father. Your soul needs to believe it so that you experience it in your body and your life. I will give you a new heart. Amen. Say new heart. new heart. Do you think God would put a new heart in you that's still deceitful and wicked? No. I mean, honestly, you know what I mean? Like you guys are here, you've been hearing this stuff, you believe that, but there are people out there who have never heard this, still believe. I, that's one of the biggest things I get pushback on in terms of talking about the heart. Now, I'm not, some people will say, well, now you can trust your new heart. Well, your heart can still believe a lie, but it's not inherently wicked and deceitful. It can be deceived, but only if you're looking in the wrong direction. Amen? Your heart is new, and it has God's laws written within it. Let me, all right, so I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a new heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave your fathers. You shall be my people and I will be your God. Amen. So back to this image here. And you can kind of just ponder this. Again, you might see things in there. This, you know, you look at visuals, visuals like this and, and God will speak to you. God will see things, well, you tweak this or, tweak, or you add this. Or, but, but the thing that I want you to walk out of here with today is knowing this, God is in you, and your life can look like whichever direction your heart is looking. You, your heart thinks. So we have on the top here, above all else, guard your heart. It affects your whole life. As you think in your heart, so are you. The peace of God guards your heart. Because your heart is the thing that's making all the decisions. Your heart is where your beliefs are. And we know that because it's with the heart that man believes unto righteousness. Well, what heart? That old heart becomes that new heart. That's where you believe. Now, here's the thing. You got a new heart, but you didn't get a new brain. Who wants a new brain? I could use one. I could use one of those. So your brain still thinks the way that the dead man did. Are you with me? And your brain is still programmed to reflect what the dead man wanted and did and thought. And the dead man still rules your life in a lot of ways because we have not yet learned how to think with our heart to allow that to fill our soul, to affect our thinking, and, and allow truth to override logic. God's truth is actually very logical. 
But if you're, think, if you're thinking spiritually. Here's how you know if you're thinking carnally or spiritually. You look at a circumstance, you pray, and then you look at it and you say, this seems impossible, carnal thinking. If you look at it and you see it and you say, this, is, this looks impossible, but God makes a way where there is no way. So even though I'm looking at this situation, I have no clue how to change it or what's going to change, but I know that God in me can lead me over, around, through, whatever. That's That's spiritual thinking. And so you just hold on to that hope, and you keep stepping in that hope, right? No matter what it might be, if it's for your life, it's for your kids' lives. Now, other people have their choices, so don't let your heart get discouraged because of what other people are doing. You know what I mean? Don't, don't fall for that, especially if they're a different color, a different uh, political party, a different ideology. You know, the enemy is working overtime to divide the body of Christ. Amen. Big time. Now, you know, I'll say now more than ever, but I don't know if now more than ever. You know, I mean, a lot of that stuff is better than ever, but there's still injustices. There's st- and, and see, here's the thing. A lot of it's legitimate, Like, if we were just tribal and left to our own without God, there would be a lot of reason to hold on to the things that we hold on to and separate and divide and fight over. But we are of another kingdom. We just are. And there's things that I can't speak to because my background and what I have or haven't been through, but God can speak to it. We can at least shed light on it and call our brothers and sisters into a collective mindset and establish a spiritual stronghold. So in your heart, that's, that's the realm that you want to begin to live in, the realm of the heart, the realm of spirit, and, and knowing that it's not magic, but it's like, what am I going to allow to influence me? Because what is influenced me is a seed, and it will produce in my life. It just will. The fear will produce something. It will cause me to make bad decisions with finances. It will cause me to make bad decisions with my kid's school. But if there's hope in there... That will affect your choices and your decisions and your outlook. If you're making a decision and you're like, I need to protect and hide and guard because of this and that, and it's, they're going to put these people in office and now because of this is coming, it's like, oh, just hold on. It, it's, not, it's not that you deny the things that could happen, right? And a different incoming administration or even the current administration does something and it's like, yes, pay attention, Yes, absolutely be wise. Know what the issues are. Know what's going on. Know what the stances are. Vote. Do what we can as nation, or as citizens of this earth, but realize I will make that decision aware of who I am in that spirit realm, not logically in the realm of the flesh where I'm only affected by my five senses. Are you with me? Yes. And so you're nurturing those spiritual desires. You're nurturing what God says. And and this is where you have to put the time in to go to God and get get a word from Him about that particular situation. It's like one of the most basic messages that we can stand in, but it's so true. Nurturing those spiritual desires, nurturing God's influence. See, because here's what you need to do. You want to know what you need to do? Follow God. I mean, what do you think your life would look like if you just did what he led you to do? You might go through some... He might call you to an area where you go through some things that bring severe persecution, even the loss of your life. But how glorious is that? 
You know what I'm saying? Or you're led into things where there's just massive abundance and prosperity and you're a blessing to all nations yourself. It really doesn't matter what the externals are. It really doesn't matter what the externals are. It's a matter of where am I internally with him? And I'm not trying to make him happy with my choices. I'm just trying to make myself in agreement with what he's done for me and through me and wants to continue to do through me. And I will take the, I'll make the hard decisions to turn away from this thing that's in my life or this mindset that's in my life. And those were, that's where the strongholds come in. Well, you know, with my family, we've just always done this, this, and this, and this, and we've thought this way. And it's like, man, those are strongholds. Those are things that are established in our lives that keep us locked in to death. <laughs> but there's a better way. Nurture those spiritual desires, you know. And I don't, again, I'm not bringing this down to a seven-point step of now go do this. But there are some suggestions, you know, daily some are, you ever, you ever thought, uh, okay, I'm going to read the word every day and what I'm going to do is I'm going to get up an hour early and I'm going to spend time with God and you do it for about three days because the first day you're like, you know, you fall asleep in the chair and then you feel bad. I mean, have you ever done that? You wake up in the morning and you're just like, ah, oh, this doesn't really work for me. Yeah, that's okay. Don't beat yourself up. It's not about the thing to do as much as it is, how is this going to be accomplished? And the how meaning how am I going to make sure that in some way, daily, I'm going to turn my face to the Lord and just be open to that influence? What I did about two months ago is I put um, notification, daily notifications on my phone at certain times during the day. Now, I, I watched myself, and I paid attention to how certain mindsets appear at different times of the day. And I, I waited to do this because I wanted to kind of complete my own before I suggested it. But pay attention to your patterns and pay attention to your habits. If you have particular behavioral issues that cause guilt and fear and shame and destruction, pay attention. Is it around a certain same time of day? Well, get ready because about 30 minutes to an hour before that, you recognize your... It may even just be a biological issue that you have that you're not aware of that produces a certain weakness and you give in to a mindset because you're weak. You're feeling weak at the time. Have a banana rip. I mean, now, again, I don't want to get into like a works <laughs> mentality kind of thing. But you know what I'm saying. Like, we're not, you're not going to improve through behavior modification. But if you know yourself and you know your patterns, you can do something about it. So I set up things on my phone to send me notifications. I got three daily notifications. One of them just says, set your mind on things above. Because what I've noticed about myself is around 3 p.m., I can kind of start to dive, and I start to feel like, I'm, like I don't want to continue in the work that I'm doing because I feel because a lot of the stuff that I'm doing is creative, and it's a mentally taxing. Yep. Poor me, right? I know. But, huh? <laughs> Yeah, so, so it's like I realize that at 3 o'clock, sometimes I'll just I'll stop working on the creative things and just do the other things, but, I, but I'm in a good stride and I need to continue. So I've got this thing set to come in and set your mind on things. I was, oh, yeah, let me, let me shift. Let me adjust. Let me be ready. I want to be ready. Yeah. What is it for you, honestly? You've heard for years, put the little things on your mirrors and the statements and all that. And that's where we went through that exercise where you identify an area in your life that you would like to see God influence. 
you under you you identify the underlying emotions of it fear worry stress whatever you go to the word of god and you see what the word of god says about that anxiety i did a live stream in the for, in the facebook group for our church if you're watching online get in the live or the facebook group some of you are not on facebook so i'm looking for a way to deliver those out but you you look at um, what does the word say about this? And then you just read through those scriptures and you find a couple of them that really do something within you. You're given the written word an opportunity to become the living word. And then you write first person affirmation statements. So anxiety, fear, I'm struggling with these things. God has not given me, given me the spirit of fear, but power, love, sound mind. Then you write down, I have a powerful mind. I have the spirit of love within me. And then you actually speak those things to the point that it changes your inner state regarding that specific area. You have fear of finances. What does it say about finances? Read those scriptures, write them down, make some personal affirmations about finances that are directly related out of scripture. Speak those things out, not trying to convince God to do it, not trying to magically make it happen in the earth, but so that you shift your inner state to believe what God says about that rather than what you're experiencing in life. That's the seed planting that you do that will produce after its own kind. And you can do that in anything. And if you've never done it, try it. It's, it's shocking. You're sitting there thinking, why was I worried? Why, what in the world was I worried about? But because we give in to those deceitful desires, we don't put the work in to believe and trust. But it's very simple. I'm very thankful that God gave us His written word. Amen. But I'm even more thankful that His word in us, Jesus in us, His logic, His logos in us is alive mm -hmm. and fruitful. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? And collectively, I think we can shift. You know, We can establish a kingdom mindset, which would be a kingdom stronghold in our church, in our families, in the earth. You know, there, there's... There's things that I feel the desire for that feel kind of new in terms of action. Oh, by the way, Adam called um, the first location that we wanted to, you know, the number one location that we wanted to do a, just a public worship thing. And it is, there are so many hoops and it's so complicated that we're going to switch gears. I think that's something to plan for for later, but there's more of a team effort that needs to happen for planning in that. So we're looking for other venues that might be a little bit more accessible that makes sense for us to be able to do that. But that's still happening. That's still going. We're still moving toward some type of public worship thing to change the narrative. We don't know. You know so we're just like, okay, we're feeling these desires. Let's step into those. So you're doing it individually. And we're doing it collectively, and, you know, let's just see what happens. Amen? Amen. Praise God. I think I'm done. <laughs> Notification. <laughs> Notification. Stop preaching. Okay. <laughs> but just, just, you know, just meditate on that for just a minute. What is it? What is it that God is, like, what desire that you, what godly desire do you have right now that you're not really sure what to do about, but you want to give it time to bear fruit. And, and just make the decision right now. There's a spiritual desire that you have, and you're probably carnally thinking about it because you're thinking, well, I don't know what to do. Well, that's okay. God does. Just be willing. 
So just, just for a second, think about that. What spiritual desire do I have within me? And it could be as broad as I want to see people saved. I want to see people healed. I want to see people experience the love of God. Or it could be specific. I want to see single mothers supported. I want to see young girls that have been rescued out of the trafficking industry change how they see themselves and live productive lives. You know, what's, it might be specific. But if it's general, it's okay. So think about that. Father, we thank you. I give you my heart in this moment. Even just take a deep breath. Relax your shoulders. Relax your neck. You know, we carry so much stress and tension. See yourself kind of, however it looks for you, opening your heart, that spiritual heart that's connected with the Lord. You know, I just all of a sudden see seeds falling out of light into my inner being. God is planting things within me. Yes, Lord, I say yes. I want to bear your fruit. I want to reap the harvest of those things that you're seeking to do through me. I want to do it collectively, individually, my family, everything. I trust you, Lord. And, and then don't forget to capture the inspiration. In other words, you might get an idea or a leading of a step to take. Pay attention to those things. You have gr God is giving you great ideas that can change the world. Pay attention to those. Trust that you can hear that. Be willing to put those things in action and try it. Just the littlest, subtle little thing. Okay, yeah, I think I'm going to try that. I think I'm going to try that. Are you with me? Just tell him, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, we want to follow you. We want to follow you. Stand up on your feet with me. Turn your attention to him. Just tell him, yes, Lord, we want to follow you. Just even just lift your hands to him. I surrender to you, Lord. I give you my life. I give you everything about me. I do it from rest. I do it even from a relaxed body, a peaceful mind. I trust you, Lord. I give you my life. I give you my heart. Lead me and guide me and help me clarify those action steps. I will act. I will move. I will put it into practice. I will, even when it looks impossible in my logic and in my carnal mind, I will hold it in my heart and I will trust that you will give, you will show me the way. You can make a way where there is no way, but you will show me the way. We trust, just tell him that you trust him. I trust you, Lord. I trust you. I love you. I believe. I believe that you have my best interest at heart. I believe that you will lead me and guide me into all truth. You are seeking to bring life and peace into my life and to the people around me. And I will carry your kingdom. I will yield to you. I will yield to you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. And thank you to those of you who support Forward Ministries financially. You truly are changing the way the world sees God. You're helping people detox from performance-based religion and experience God's love for them. We're committed to helping you renew your mind so you'll experience transformation and move forward in every area of your life. I pray you're making this heart journey. Visit my website at clintbyers.com for hundreds of free teachings and articles 
that will empower you to renew your mind and put on your eternal identity in Christ. I'm especially excited about my tools for transformation that have original music and modern technology designed to help you slow down and connect with the Spirit of God in your heart. I'd like to invite you to partner with Forward Ministries. Help us continue to spread the gospel and develop resources that are empowering people to grow in their identity in Christ. Thank you again for joining me. I pray God's blessings and promises over you and your family today.